afternoon, good evening, whatever it may be for you. I want to talk a little bit today about conspiracy theories and the word conspiracy theory and where did it come from, what does it mean, and also judgment. Let's see how well I stick to those topics. Conspiracy theory, what does it mean? There's actually a conspiracy theory that the term conspiracy theory was uh, it is actually a conspiracy theory <laughs> created by the CIA to discredit people who have dissenting views or something along those lines. Of course, there'd be a conspiracy theory about the term conspiracy theory. Anyway, that word is getting thrown around a lot more than I've ever seen in my life. And I just want to remind anyone who might be listening who's <clears throat> ever used that term before um, as an accusatory term with regard to someone else that a lot of so-called conspiracy theory theories over the years have actually turned out to be true like a lot and a lot I believe a lot of them still are true that people have not have been pretty much proven but the mainstream still hasn't come out with it publicly personally I have believed a lot of I guess dissenting types of ideas for quite a long time and I've watched most of them come to light and so it's not scary for me and I think what's happening is that anything first of all anything that people are saying or posting on social media or whatever that is at all veering away from the mainstream narrative is quickly immediately being labeled conspiracy theory. And first of all, what I want to say is that just using the term conspiracy theory toward another person is the quickest way to just instantly discredit whatever it is that they have to say, to just just eschew it, just, just throw it in the trash without even looking at it. It's like, oh, that's conspiracy theory. I'm not even going to look at it. I'm not even going to... I mean, it makes other people think like, oh, well, it's conspiracy theory. I'm not even going to look at whatever it is. And there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of there's a lot of garbage out there. There are a lot of conspiracy theories out there. <laughs> are at, and by that, I mean, see how ingrained it is? Um, by that, I mean that there's a lot of falsehoods out there. There's a lot of people that are speaking falsely who don't know what they're talking about. There's also a lot of people who are not speaking falsely who actually do know what they're talking about, who have been discredited by huge conglomerate corporate-backed political interests and such who have an enormous stake in the mainstream narrative remaining as it is because there's billions if not trillions of dollars at stake if the mainstream narrative of all things, not even just COVID, but all things changes. There are, there are corporations that will lose billions if not trillions of dollars by certain information coming out or being or being squashed and so yeah oh people are like oh it's a conspiracy theory uh, or you know this person who said this thing that we think is a conspiracy theory but also has a lot of validity potentially if you listen um if you can even get people to listen the what it comes what comes next typically as well this person has been completely discredited and if you look if you google search them if you look them up then you'll find all the ways they've been discredited and and a lot of times these conspiracy theorists actually 
um, talk about that. They they state, uh, yes, I've been discredited. I've been ostracized by the mainstream medical community or by by the corporate you know, political system or whatever it is because they don't want what they have to say to come out. So they put a, there's, there are, yeah, there's things that, that they do. People have been killed met lots of times for saying things that are dissenting. And if you don't believe that, then you got your head in the sand because it's been proven time and time again that people have been killed and for, for saying dissenting things, for doing dissent, like John Lennon, that's the first one that comes to my mind, but um, we know all these stories now of people back in the day that were like put on blacklists for stating things. And that brings me to another point, which is everything that is now true was most most likely once considered false. Like at, at once upon a time, well, actually some people still do, but once upon a time, people thought that the earth was flat. <laughs> some people think that we never went to the moon. That that was all like a Hollywood set. Who knows? Who knows? I, I think we've probably gone to the moon, but um, almost every new scientific thing, or you know, every every new finding, every new everything, at first is almost always uh, back. You know, backlash. There's always like a push against it if it goes against whatever the mainstream narrative is at that time, wherever you are, because. It fucks with people's reality, basically. And I think that's what's happening now. I'm going to jump back to where I was, which is, you know, why are why are people so... I've seen people get, like, so upset over what's happening more than ever. Like, they're, you know, these people are going on the internet and stating falsehoods and there's fake news, fake news. And I got news for you and your, and your fake news accusations. I personally would trust a lot of media sources, quote unquote, air quotes, who do not have corporate interests behind them, who are not corporate backed. I would trust them more than I would trust the mainstream news sources because again, follow the money. The mainstream news sources have, they're, they're, backed by corporations. This is a fact. This is not something to contest. Mainstream news sources are are backed by corporations. Those corporations have vested interests in you believing certain things or not believing certain things. Period. It's like not that difficult. And so, oh, it's a go, oh, you know, people are shouting the word conspiracy theory at everything. And it's really it, it doesn't really seem that crazy to me to think that there are there are people out there who have interests that that would they'll stand to lose or gain a lot of money. It's all about money. Um, so say whatever you want, and and I think what's happening is that the reality that most people know that makes them feel safe, that makes them feel stable, that they have felt like for a long time. Their, their reality contained within it this structure of the government um, taking care of them. And even, you know, like I think about my parents, uh, you know, people my parents' age, and when like they went to the store, for example, like my, my dad would only buy, when I was a kid, my dad would only buy um, big brand, you know, corporate brands like Clorox and... Um, Kleenex. Did you know that Kleenex is actually 
tissue, but it actually, like, we call it Kleenex now because the branding of it, like, the company name is Kleenex, and it's become such a household word that we now refer, there's so many things like that that we now refer to them as their, like, company name. And back in the day, I think that when those corporations began, I think maybe they were trustworthy, and maybe they, I'm, I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure even McDonald's and, like, all these these huge corporations that clearly like don't really have our, the best interests of our health or anything else in mind. I think initially they, they started with good intentions to, you know, feed people's families and um, clean your clothes or whatever it is. And at, over time, as these corporations grew and they buy up all these smaller companies and they just get bigger and bigger. It's kind of like this big monster, like gobbling up all the little, the little monsters all around it. <laughs> I just, it's like getting fatter and fatter, right? Until it's like, there's like five corporations, I think, own basically everything. Um, and again, a lot of them have vested interests in certain things remaining a certain way. The, um, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but these corp so so back in the day you could trust these corporations and now they're just just kind of like these huge monsters and i'm not saying all corporations are bad but on the whole when something owns such a huge vast percentage it becomes a monopoly and there's so many people involved and there's so many people that are employed through these corporations and the the pipeline is so thick it's not like i mean there generally is one ceo of every major corporation that's making like 900 times more than on the employees. <laughs> so there is that, but also there's like lots of people that are employed. So it's, it's not like you can necessarily point to a corporation and say like, oh, it's that person. It's a whole chain, you know, like I have had, had friends who, computer programmers and such who worked for Boeing and Raytheon back in the day. And I remember asking them, doesn't that bother you that you are working for these, these evil, <laughs> military industrial complex entities and their answer is always the same well i'm just a cog in the wheel um i know someone who works at mcdonald's right now and the opinion there again it's just like and maybe mcdonald's you know you're so low on the food chain ha 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 pun intended um they really are just a cog i mean we're all just cogs in the wheel whatever it is we do but i think that taking responsibility for what it is that we do where it is that we spend our money who it is that we listen to makes a difference. I think that we really can make a huge statement with what we choose to purchase from where, from who, what kind of food we, we you know, we make a statement every time that we have a meal. Um, and, and, and purchasing things from these huge conglomerate corporations is just adding to it. And I went off topic there, but that's part of it, you know? Continuing to utilize these things that we don't like. And, you know, even like I have um, stocks and they're like internet stocks. It's like, it's like next to nothing. It was just like something that I did just to like try it. And when you, you put in your first $5 or whatever and they put you into this major stock, it's sort of like a mutual fund. And when I looked at it, it was like, you know, it's supposed to be for self-employed people who are independent thinkers and such. And then when I looked at it, the companies that it was backing was like, I don't even remember, like GE and GM and then, you know, just like 
some of the worst corporations that I would never, I would actually never support. <laughs> Pardon me. And um, so I pulled my money out of it. And I thought, how many people have stocks and bonds? I had, I had stocks back in the day before the crash in 2008, where they, they all got killed. Prior to, like a couple years prior to that, I had a bunch of mutual funds. And I had gone to Edward Jones, because I didn't know anything about it, and um, <clears throat> had, just, you know, just given them my money, I won't say how much, and told them to just like put it into the best thing for me, the best thing for my money. And they ended up putting, it was the same kind of thing. They put it under this sort of umbrella mutual fund that was all these major corporations that were the the big stockholders that were, the you know, moving the most money around or whatever. I still don't really understand it. It's so intangible. But half of what we do in the world is intangible. And it's just all pretend stuff that humans make up to make themselves feel busy. But anyway... Uh, yes, yeah, so I had my, my little did I realize that I had my money invested in these corporations that I basically hated, that I thought were kind of like Satan. And so I called, when I kind of realized it, I called the lady up one day and I said, I've realized that ethically I can't continue to have my money in these, you know, supporting these corporations that I don't like. And so she, she I only had like a few thousand in there, I think at that point, but, um, she said, okay, what do you want to do? And I said, do you have something that's more like sustainable? So she found something that was called Calvert Funds. I don't even know if it still exists. This was like 2006, 2007. Calvert Funds, and it was sustainable um, stuff. Solar panels and wind technology and um, I don't even remember now, various other things. And I remember her going like, are you sure you want to do this? Because at the time that stuff was not popular. It wasn't happening. But I morally, ethically, I was like, I have to do this. Like, I was also trying to get out of working. I worked in marketing, corporate event marketing for like 15 years, which is why I understand how evil these corporations can be. And I was I was trying not to work for those corporations anymore. So why would I invest my money with them either? So anyway, I pulled it, I pulled it all out and I put it in these Calvert funds. And within a couple of years, it dwindled down because the stocks were low. And it actually got to the point shortly before 2008. I think that's where it was right after 2008. Um, I don't know. It was right around there when everything crashed. And she called me up and she said, I, I don't think I've ever done this before, but I'm going to recommend that you pull the rest of your money out and just like invest it into yourself because it's so low now. You're like, you've lost everything. And it was because I made this responsible choice at the time. And that really sucked. Um, and it's... It's kind of the story of my life for a while personally, but, but I think, but, but now like green technology, solar technology, wind, um, for, we could go into free energy and Tesla and I won't even, that's a whole nother ball of beans. But, um, I think that prior to all of this happening anyway, I think that that was really starting to become more acceptable and the technology has excelled and, and grown, um, in, in, amazingly so much and I heard it compared to um, like talking about solar panels and solar technology 10 years ago is uh, and what was the movie Grow Your Own I think was oh no no it was the Michael Moore movie that uh, we watched not too long ago that apparently turned out I, I was all about it and I was posting on social media everyone should watch this and it turned out that a lot of the information contained within it was super dated. Like, you know, it's like it's said that it was like talking about a smartphone now and using like an old Motorola flip phone or something from 10 years ago. They're just 
completely not even on the same <laughs> playing field at all. It's like two different things. So that's what's happened to solar and wind technology as well. But anyway, I, I go off on tangents. Um, so yeah, so I lost all, all of that money and then everything crashed in 2008. And that was also partially because I was trying not to work for corporate America. I had turned down a couple of big corporate jobs right before the crash. And like so many people, um, it really hurt for a long time. I mean, literally just, I mean, almost 10 years. It was like up and down trying to get back up on my feet. But um, where was I going with that? Uh, realizing that it's all a game. I think that's where I was going with that. Eventually, I realized that the whole credit thing is all kind of a game. And the just, you know... Going back to working for corporations, I had no offense to anybody in my family. I love them, but, you know, like my family didn't really care two shits, really. I don't think about anything that I did. I mean, I lived really far away from them, too, but I don't think they really cared much about what I did prior to me working for corporations and making, like, quite a bit of money. There was a while there I was a tour manager, and I did quite well. And... I remember I would be traveling through their areas and I would be driving these fancy vehicles and suddenly people were like, oh, you know, interested. And it's just all part of this game that like if you have more money, that you're more important, that you're smarter or something, which actually from what I discovered working marketing, I think it seems like a lot of the people that I worked with, yeah, it's easier if you're not that smart because... If you don't really have brains, maybe you might not understand ethics or morals quite as well. And you you know, you might be willing to work for corporations that have kind of mm, sketchy morals and maybe aren't necessarily the most ethical, you know, have the most ethical practices, but you get a paycheck through them. And yeah, I did it for a while. Um, and that's what we're taught to do. Like, that's that's the basis for success, quote unquote, that we have. It's this financial thing. And so I'm going to segue that back over to Bill Gates. And <laughs> like, so I'm, why are we listening to him about our health exactly? He's a gajillionaire, billionaire, trillionaire, whatever the hell he is. Um, and he is a software engineer, not a health guy. And incidentally, and I don't want to go off on a big like anti-vax thing here because that like super triggers people but I it is important to know that Bill Gates basically as far as my understanding is like he basically funds who the World Health Organization the I think the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation does and he he is no I mean there's there's footage out there of him talking about pop that we need to control the population um he's not somebody that we want in charge of our health and he's got a lot of money in all of that and why is anyone listening to him it's like mind-boggling um oh so many people so anyway um and I'll, I'll segue that into our health and what we're doing right now and who it is that we're supposed to listen to because there's so much information out there that some of it's false and some of it's not and and people think like oh we, we we should need to you know verify our news sources and make sure that we're not promoting fake news and that we're getting these credible sources and the scary part is that and I'm not going to say this it's scary for some people it's so scary to me I've known this for a long time I think a lot of people have but um the credible quote unquote news sources are often as I think I said in the beginning like 
I would be more leery of them than I would of other not so credible, quote unquote, I wish you could see my air quotes with my fingers, news sources, because the credible um, read corporate-backed news sources. The mainstream news sources are paid, bought and paid for by corporations. I don't know how to, how to like, why am I getting mad? I'm talking into a microphone, but they're bought and paid for by corporations who have a vested interest in us falling into the mainstream narrative, whatever that might be, whether that's COVID or whether that was the 9-11 thing that happened. And if you, if you honestly still believe that it was planes that took those buildings down, if you haven't seen any of the footage of like the demolition and all that, then, you know, and again, if it, I, it, feel free to turn this off. Like if none of this is resonating with you, you don't have to listen to any of this rather than like critiquing me. And I, that's, I'll segue back to what I was talking about before. It's like, I think that we are all Everyone is so uncomfortable with the emotions that are coming up right now. We're being forced to like pull everything out of our collective closet, if you will, and look at it, like bring it out into the light. Some of the ugliest things in order to clean the closet out, you got to pull the shit out of it first, right? And you got to look at it like, do I want to keep this or do I not want to keep that, this? And that's what we're doing right now. I think as a society, as a species, we're we're being forced to look at all of these parts of ourselves and if we're all one which i believe that we are i believe that we're all god we're all little fractals of god with 50 trillion little cells of fractals inside of us (laughs) um (laughs) i got off topic there if 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 we are working all together then we do need to take responsibility for each other's opinions and each other's everything like um and so I think going back to just I think people are like really uncomfortable with what's coming out of the closet right now and having to look at it and and it's bringing up really uncomfortable emotions within them and the biggest one is fear and fear can be used to manipulate and control and when people are in fear of fight or flight they don't make rational decisions they I mean your brain literally like look it up neuroscience will will show you that your brain when you are in fight or flight or freeze or fawn your brain is not making good decisions your brain is preparing you to run or fight or flight or freeze or fawn that's it and so when you're in fear you're not going to make good decisions you're not going to make rational decisions you're not going to you're not going to weigh all of the possibilities you're not going to look at alternate views You're just going to believe whatever it is that makes you feel safe. And for a lot of people, they've really been clinging to the safety of this, pardon me, mainstream narrative, again, of whatever it's COVID or whatever it is, that the government has our backs, that these corporations that we're safe, that they're going to take care of us. And I got news for you. They're not. They're not. And they haven't been in a long time. And I don't mean like across the board black and it's not, it's not like black and white, like the government hates you and... They're not going to take care of you. <laughs> there are some good programs in place. There are some good corporations out there. I'm sure like 
there's lots of nuance in the world. I think this is a really important thing for all of us to remember right now is nothing is black and white and people just want to make things so black and white and so certain so that they have some degree of certainty in their lives so that they feel safe within their own reality. And what's happening is their perspective, their reality is being challenged and it's making them feel really uncomfortable. And so those feelings are like coming out and projecting out at other people in various ways. And a lot of what I see right now is that people are throwing, again, that word conspiracy theory at anything that does not agree with their personal narrative, whether that's a mainstream narrative or something else. And I've seen even the most surprising people um, who really have like fallen for it hook, line, and sinker. And even me, like um, we watched a movie the other night called Grow Your Own, which I highly, highly recommend. Really amazing movie. I think everybody should watch it. And um, they talked about, uh, or no, gosh, I'm not even, uh, but you, you should watch that movie, but that's not the one that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about that Michael Moore movie again. And they were talking about um, green technology and talking about Al Gore and that Al Gore and many other people who have been promoting this green technology agenda, quote unquote, um, do have some financial interest. And in some respects, some of the green technology is just another um, avenue for people to make more money. And it made me really <laughs> sad. And I, again, like solar and wind technology has advanced greatly since that movie was made. So I think that there is a lot to be questioned there for sure, which is why I didn't promote it that heavily. But um, I keep kind of getting off my train of thought because I feel the pressure of the microphone here. Um, I felt like I'd been duped even, and I'm really open to conspiracy theories. I'm really open to, to anything. The weirdest stuff, I'm open to it. And the mainstream stuff, I'm open to it. I, I go with whatever resonates with me. And I realized that the Inconvenient Truth Al Gore stuff that I, after watching the Michael Moore movie, I was kind of like, oh my God, I, I even got duped. By that and I don't think I did I, I think I still be, I believe in global warming and I believe that humans are effing up the planet in the worst oh don't even get me started on environmental stuff and did you know that the EPA just passed some they just like loosened all the regulations due to corona so they could just like woo spill whatever they want into the ocean as if they weren't already but now it's worse anyway I'm getting off topic again but um I felt like I had been kind of like I, I ate the Al Gore thing. I was like, I remember when the Al Gore, when that movie came around and I was like, wow, you know, I really didn't like, like Al Gore all that much before. I wasn't like, it wasn't like I didn't like him. I was just sort of like ambivalent about him. But when that movie came out, I was like, oh, you know, he really is a good guy and he really is promoting this really great thing. And I still kind of think that he is, but I think also it's probably true that there probably is some, some financial interest there. I mean, most of the people who got into those positions of power at that level, I don't think, I, I, it, I have a hard time believing that hardly anybody hasn't stepped on a few heads on their way up the ladder if you've made it up that high. But I don't know, maybe that's my own narrative. But um, questioning, questioning everything. Question everything is my advice. And when you hear somebody... You know, I like really at this point, I don't think that I want to be friends anymore <laughs> with anybody that would even use the term conspiracy theory at another person. Um, there's just 
so much to be questioned out there. There always has been, but people have been asleep to it for so long. Um, and again, it, the, using the term conspiracy theory to another person is just a way to like instantly discredit them and get people to not even listen to whatever it is that they're talking about. And it could be the most credible source ever, which, you know, probably wouldn't get out there because, you know, the big vested corporate interest would make sure that it would kill them or something first. <laughs> like, what's that Bill Hicks um, quote where he's like, it's just a ride. It's just a ride. No guns, no locks on your door, no bigger locks on your door. It's just a ride and we can get we can change it anytime that we want. Um, but before that, he says something like, you know, there's always those good guys out there that are, that come and try to tell the truth, John Lennon and Martin Luther King Jr. And, um, and, and he goes, and what do we, what happens to those guys? We kill them. And anyway, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. So we kill them or we set their houses on fire or we ostracize them we take away their medical licenses, we put them in jail, we give them gag orders, we discredit them publicly, and we put it all, you know, we make sure that it's all up on Google for people to research, and then, oh, look, this person is, her credibility has been questioned, or his credibility has been questioned. Like, you can probably get dirt on, you could find all kinds of dirt on me, you can find dirt on just about anybody, probably, if you look hard enough. So I think discrediting somebody is, probably not that difficult. I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't trust any of it. I don't, uh, believe anything at face value. I don't care what the source is. And again, like I said, and people will say that I'm crazy for this, but I believe the mainstream sources probably even less than the alternative news sources, because over the years I have seen, uh, I, I, like I said, I worked in marketing. I saw the underbelly of marketing. I saw what these corporations, uh, some of the stories I could tell you about some of the shit that these corporations did. And I was on like the, I mean, I was just a tour manager. I was on a low level, but good God. I mean, you just don't have any idea until you see the smoke and mirrors, until you look behind the mirror and see what is there. I mean, marketing, Bill Hicks talks about that too. He's like, if you're in marketing, just shoot yourself. Like, <laughs> I mean, marketing itself and the news is marketed now at you. Marketing is is can be pretty evil. And I hope that most people, I'd like to think that most people are smart enough to see that it's being curtailed to um, to to get at the fear that's already present in our brains. We we are we're equipped to look for fear. We're basically just antelopes out on the prairie looking for the next lion. At least in our primal brain, our primal brains are always just like looking, looking like, you know, and danger, danger, danger. That's what the brain is for, basically. The brain just chatters, watch out for that thing, watch out for that thing. It's always warning us of the next things, and so we're just we just like eat fear. Like the brain remembers negative experiences way more than positive because it's trying to protect you. But when it goes on like overload and it's, you know, you're just having like this fear factory pumped into you all the time. It's, it's just your brain. It's like an addict almost. Your brain is like addicted to the fear. Your brain becomes addicted to negativity. Your brain becomes addicted to the chemicals that produce depression and anxiety and all these things. Like this is why, you know, I'm going, getting a little bit off topic, but like this is why people who have depression and anxiety, and I will tell you this from personal experience. 
um, your brain gets like, there's chemicals that are happening when you are experiencing depression, anxiety, fear, negative emotion, positive emotion as well. Um, you know, and during fight or flight, our cortisol levels get raised, our adrenaline levels get raised. And if we were out in nature and, and you know, we were an animal being attacked by a lion, let's say, that if that was the fear, normally there'd be a, a time, you know, it was like a rise in adrenaline and cortisol and like, well, oh my God, and then, ah, and then the come down sort of, and you'll see animals out in the wild after they get attacked, they, you know, they shake it off. I'm sure that noise sounded great in the microphone. And, but we don't do that. We just have this like chronic level of fight or flight that's happening all the time. That like, there's no shut off button. And so we're, we're chronically in these states. But anyway, so we become addicted to these, these states, these, these emotional, these chemical responses that are happening in our bodies. And again, good too, you know, like we can, I, I'm addicted to meditation. I'm addicted to the blissful feelings that I feel when I dance and run. And it wasn't always that way. Honestly, for me, it was the opposite when I was younger. I was never taught that. I was never taught that you could cultivate um, positive emotion from within. I think we create our own sunshine from within, if you will. And it's not easy. It's super not easy. It takes like, for me, it took years, literally years to reprogram those negative behaviors and those negative emotions that I was literally addicted to. And I still, still am like still experience that stuff, still have these feelings of fear that are coming up around all this stuff. I'm, you know, dealing with my own fears about the fear of the government and um, fear of corporations, <laughs> fear of Bill Gates. And um, I think a really important thing for all of us to remember right now is to remember not to take it too seriously. And, um, as crazy as that might sound, but in the sort of bigger picture, in the more spiritual sense, if we can kind of take a step back, and it, maybe that's a little easier for me because I live way out in the woods, so I'm not like in the thick of cities that are experiencing some of this stuff, but if we can kind of take a step back, see the forest of the trees, take a breath, and remember that this whole, you know, from the spiritual sense, this is a sort of a spiritual podcast, so I hope I can say this, that we are, we are all sort of creating individually and collectively our own reality. I genuinely believe that. And I want to backtrack and say, really, the biggest thing for me in all of this, and for a lot of people that a lot of other people don't understand, is that the answers that I go with, what, where I, where I follow, the, the, tr the bread trail that I follow is, the one that resonates with what is inside of me. What, and you could call it God, you can call it your higher self, you can call it your self with a big S instead of a little S or whatever you want, your intuition, your gut, whatever it is. I have fine-tuned it, I guess, over the years and you can too. And uh, I'm not, you know, I don't think that I'm better than anybody. I don't think anybody is better or worse than anybody else, but I do think that there are these things that we can do to sort of tune ourselves to tune our these humans that we were given you know I think that we're just spirits inhabiting these human vessels and that it's we live inside of the most sophisticated mechanisms on the planet these humans meat suits that we live in and there's so much that we can do we have so much more power we have so much more power to heal ourselves and to 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 find the answers from within than we have been told and again there are vested interests who stand to gain or lose billions, if not trillions of dollars by us staying afraid and not stepping into our own power. 
not standing on top of the ashes and rising like the phoenix. And I think that's what a lot of us are doing now. We're starting to flower out of becoming the lotuses that are growing out of the mud. Um, We're standing on the ashes, becoming the phoenix. Because really, in the end, and this is from a woo-woo peeps, in the end, love wins. And if you think that sounds cheesy, again, feel free to turn this off. I think that love and light, I think that everything is love. We're looking at all of this stuff that's coming out of our closet and we can choose to hate the things that are coming up inside of us. We can choose to be afraid of our own fear or we can really look at it, really give it a hard long look and, and try to figure out where it comes from. It's, it's primal fear mostly. And really, at the end of the day, it comes down to like a fear of death, whether that's a fear of the death of um, your safety, your pride, your actual physical self. It could be the death of all kinds of things. And we fear these like little deaths. And I think if we can get a little bit more comfortable with these little deaths and allow ourselves to experience them and to process them, to understand where they come from, um, then we can really appreciate life. Instead of living in fear and, and living to die, we can really live. And isn't that the biggest challenge for all of us? Um, where was I going with that? Conspiracy theory. <laughs> I, oh, oh, okay. I listen personally. The answers for me come from within. They come from God. They come from higher self, whatever you want to call it. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. And I get what I've heard referred to as downloads. And if you're not woo-woo, then this is going to sound crazy to you. So shut this off. Seriously. Um, I get these downloads from the universe. I don't really know how to explain it. People get it and you can call it, you know, psychic gifts or whatever. People get it in different ways. I'm more of what they call a clairsentient, which means I'm a feeler. So I feel things. I'm an empath. I just feel them and I know them. Um... I also am clairaudient a little bit, so I, I, I hear things. Um, clairvoyant, I believe, is that the one where you see things, I think? I, occasionally I see things. I've been seeing things a little bit more lately. That's been getting ramped up, which is weird. That'll be another podcast for a different day, but um, I just know stuff. I don't really know how to explain it. I don't have any science to back it up. I just know it, and I know it at the pit of my being. I know it more than... I, it's really difficult to explain to people who aren't tuned into that, people who are really tuned into this, like, it's got to be verifiable science with 20 control subjects and, you know, what, whatever. By the way, can I just say that, like, the proven science model that we have right now as far as, like, how to prove stuff scientifically, it sucks. It's really hard and expensive to do the kinds of tests that... Um, the academic, what, um, what's it called, scholarly, peer-reviewed research done in an academic setting. You know, that's the kind of science, that's the hard science that people want. And that shit costs money. And oftentimes the money that that comes from, if there is tests done on things to prove things scientifically, the money comes from corporations. And in the case of our health, a lot of times they come from pharmaceutical companies. Pharmaceutical companies... Oh my god, I wish I knew the figure. It's billions. It might be trillions the pharmaceutical companies have. And I've known people who, low on the totem pole, who worked for pharmaceutical industries. They make real good money to say a bunch of bullshit. To go to doctors 
one of my exes, his ex was a um, doctor and he talked about that these doc these pharmaceutical reps would come into the doctor's office and they would they would take them on trips to Pol Polynesia and give them cookies and all kinds of shit to just, you know, push their little drugs to their patients, you know, just give them some Prozac or give them some whatever the hell it is that they feed people now. And most people have this white coat syndrome thing. Just like they have the money syndrome thing, you know, they think people think that if you're a billionaire or trillionaire, that that means you're smarter than other people, that you have more answers than the rest of us. <sighs> um, or that you're, if you're wearing a white coat as a doctor, that you have more answers. And it just means you went through a lot of school. And I'm not trying to discredit doctors. My best friend is a naturopathic physician, which is very smart, but um, you can still be stupid and get a huge degree and you can be a genius and have no education at all. In fact, I've known many people on both sides of that spectrum. I, sometimes it's harder to get through the, to get the, the indoctrinated structured school system. I'm living proof. Um, if you actually have a brain because you have to follow their rules and rules are hard for smart people. <laughs> and People who maybe, I'm making some sweeping generalizations here, so if anyone listens to this, oh my god, you're probably going to get offended, but um, I've known a lot of dumb people who have big degrees because they were able to just kind of like shut off their intellectual questioning brain and just go, you know, one foot in front of the other through college and get their nice degree, and or if their parents paid for it, but <sighs> I'm getting way off topic. Anyway, people have uh, this idea that corporations and doctors and billionaires and politicians are, and the government is there to take care of them. And their reality, their safety in life is based on that and has been for a long time. And so they're getting stirred up right now. And it's really scary. And I'm, I want to make sure that we're all being really understanding with people. Even when people are yelling conspiracy theorists at us, us being the people who believe in some of these conspiracy theorists theories that often turn out to be true sorry they do um so if you are a person i don't know why anyone who is would be someone that would use the term conspiracy theory against another person would possibly be listening to this podcast like if you are seriously shut it off did i say that already but uh if you are then i would encourage you to just like question to yourself why what what is the term conspiracy theory like it, when you hear someone call someone else a conspiracy theorist does that do you automatically like shut them off and just discredit anything that they might have to say or do you actually still listen are you like well maybe there there could be some validity to this crazy 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 thing in a lot of cases some of the crazy crazy conspiracy theorist stuff that you listen to is crazy it it's it, some of it is some of it is junk but also like just because also because you know someone says oh this this source isn't um verified through these scientific rigorous scientific research blah, blah 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 or because the person who's stating these things has been discredited by a bunch of corporate um corporate backed media interests and such and the government I would just just question all of it. We're just we need to I think just question everything. And I know that for a lot of people that um, is really scary. That means there's like so much information to be to be filtering through right now. And and 
trying to figure out who to listen to. And again, I go back to like, listen to the voice within. And if your voice from within isn't very loud yet, if you don't even know what that means, if it's like scary for you to close your eyes and try to meditate. Um, again, I highly doubt you'd be listening to this podcast if that were the case, but, um, I would just, I would encourage you to, to put it, put on some nice 528 hertz binaural frequencies on YouTube. You can find them and just uh, take a hot bath or something and just get quiet with yourself for a minute and breathe and you're going to be okay. This is, we're all going to be okay if we can think, if we can collectively think together, think and believe and feel and know and visualize vision this new world that we're creating and if we can collectively feel and think together that that we can build it that we are building it that things can be bright and light and loving again and I think they really they are getting there like I see people being more caring also to each other like this whole thing is giving us a huge dose of like what's actually important in the world like is all this running around chasing these carrots these financial carrots that we're taught is that really what's important or is our relationships important? Is the earth that's under our wonderful bare feet important? And lastly, I have to say, because I always say, take off your socks and shoes, get outside, and connect with the earth because we're not meant to be disconnected from it. Go out in the future. If you feel scared, you feel crazy, take a walk out in the woods for God's sakes. It's, that's the easiest thing to do. Um, easier said than done. I know right now it's like, like I find days where I'm like locked onto the internet all day, um, in social media and such. So, and when that happens, you know, just give yourself a break. Like we've never been through a time like this before. This is some crazy shift we're going through. Holy shift. So hang on to your hats, people. We are, we are envisioning a new world together. We can do it. We have the power to heal ourselves, to create a new world to be the phoenix rising up from the ashes of what whatever fire this is this is and i think it's all perspective i think that if you want heaven on earth and you think it is then that's what it will be for you and if you think that we live in hell then that's what it will be for you and i think it's going to be like that for a while until people realize that we're like we're creating this like we're just making it up this is all pretend i know that sounds crazy to people but um Believe it, know it, feel it, visualize what you want, or maybe not even that. Visualize how you want to feel. This is maybe another topic for another podcast, but visualize how you want to feel because everything that we want, all these things that we've been chasing after that we want is so that we'll have a certain feeling. We want to have Maserati so that we feel happy or whatever it is, or we want to have a good relationship so that we feel safe and loved. And it's, it's a feeling that you're looking for. So if you can work on cultivating that feeling somehow, find things that give you that feeling, even in small doses, and consistently try to, try to stay in the vibration um, of the things, that, of how you want to feel, what you want to see in the world, what you want the world to look like. Man, I hope this is still recording. And together we can create it. I'm Shanna Light. This is my podcast. It is the infinite unfolding. I'm not really sure if I'm still recording. I just blather on whenever I feel like it. Probably nobody's listening. Uh, 
And if you are listening for some odd reason and you disagree with any of this, please don't like send me hate mail or anything. Just turn it off. Seriously, it's like, and that's true with everything right now. You don't like stuff, turn it off. That includes the mainstream news. Like take a break from it for a whole day. You'll be okay. Um, sorry, I'm probably talking to woo-woo people who get all this, but this is a public forum. Anyway, I love you all. I love, I love everybody. Even the ones who I don't really like. I still love them because we got to love our enemies because you can't hate a hater enough to make them stop hating. You can only love them. Only love can do that. I think Martin Luther King Jr. said something like that. Peace, y'all. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And I hope you can keep your, keep all your shift together. And um, I'm trying to figure out how to turn this thing off. So <laughs> peace and blessings, y'all. Bye-bye.